on today's episode 23 of We Say Soccer, January 13th, 2021. The boys are back after the EPL took a little pause for the FA Cup and the EFL Cup semifinals. We're back bringing you some news in the transfer market as well as our best bets in Europe. And of course, we end the show with our previews and predictions for match week 22 in the EPL. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the intro. It's We Say Soccer. Goody footy fans, and welcome to another episode of We Say Soccer, an American take on the world's games. As always, I'm your boy, Big John, with my boy, Jibs. Jibs, how you living, man? I know we're getting this weird hockey slate going <sighs> right now while we're recording, but how you living, man? Hello. Um, <laughs> it's been <laughs> hockey and soccer has been weird this week, so um it may be reflected in my picks not so much with dogs or anything like that but just having to do some things in some weird ways just to just to kind of make up for it it's been i mean the last like five days had been great for hockey and okay for soccer and then wednesday and thursday for both were kind of weird and it all started like with some random random games in AFCON and random hockey games in Russia because you know I like following the KHL and then it's like in all of hockey like a lot of home teams are winning and in all of soccer a lot of totals are going under except these cup ties in Italy and Spain that typically are testy and low scoring affairs. It's, yeah. it's just so backwards to start it. So who knows? Maybe that's a sign that 2022 is also going to be backwards from 21 and we'll finally get back to normalcy. Trying to find some silver lining. Speaking of normalcy, the have just gave one up to Patty Kane. So that'll help. Hey, that, I'm, sure um, he, I'm sure he's mad that he's not going to the Olympics. So he's about to show out. Showtime. Yeah. But um, speaking of AFCON, too, man, I've seen some crazy shit from the refs, too. There's, like, that one ref that, like, blew his dead, blew the, the game dead in, like, 80 match. minutes. And then they made him come back – or 85 minutes, excuse me. Then he made – they made him start the game over. Then he stopped it at 89 minutes anyway. Yeah. And didn't didn't take away a red card. Then he gave a red card. The VAR was like, yo, that's definitely not a red card. And he said, fuck you. I'm still giving him a red card. Paraphrasing. But – he gave yeah. the big dude a red card still. And then they ended the match at like 89 minutes and 40 seconds. Or yeah. Didn't even give a full, full go. And then I've seen one where a dude's getting stretched off and the fucking golf cart ran into him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's been it's, nuts. It's Out of been, context footballs where I've been seeing them on Twitter. It's been crazy. And that and it started with day one. I know I was texting you. I had that Mane win cast. He gets it with a 96-minute yeah. pen in a 0-0 game. And I'm sitting here high and mighty. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here high and mighty like, man, AFCON's easy. It just takes a little luck. Here we go. And then the games kept going. Not so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Every game was legit less than two goals until was it – who came – somebody came back today with the quickness. I think Cameroon. Um, I can't remember their opponent. They allowed a goal two minutes in, so uh, they went ahead and responded seven minutes in. And I was like, of course they did. And then they ended up curb stomping them like 4-1. I think it was Cameroon Mm -hmm. today. Um, 
so that was crazy but yeah man like just wild and i feel but felt bad for tunisia in that match too because they had just earned the red card and could have gotten a draw and then yeah i think to follow it up with it further the last i saw on bleacher report is it was even the post-game pressers they tried asking the teams to come back and finish and tunisia was like no screw you guys <laughs> and they didn't come back out to play like I, I don't know what would have been five minutes extra time, yeah. With a man uh, up, like injury time, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. I feel bad for Hannibal, Manchester yeah. United prospect. So, um, who else was on Tunisia? There's someone else pretty decent on Tunisia. Um, um, <laughs> I always want to say Riyadh, but he's on Algeria. Yeah, that's legit. Who I was thinking too. But yeah, there's someone else that's pretty. Pretty real. It's on uh, Tunisia. I can't think, or at least somebody that used to be real in like FIFA. Yeah, I don't know. I feel yeah, like here we go. I'm gonna look at this one. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I was seeing the same thing with some of these names coming up too, but I just couldn't remember. But I do know, like. Nigeria looks legit as hell because they kind of they owned that whole game against Egypt, bottled Mo Salah, and just it was nuts. Yeah, did you see that um, that tweet that was uh, the Egyptian line or the Egyptian lineup, and it was like all of them have like four or five names. It was like how oh, like. Yeah. You know how Hawaiians have, like, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, we know, but <laughs> audience, if you didn't know, uh, Hawaiians have a good amount of names too. Where uh, we have a friend that's like six names, yeah, yeah, J-J-P-K-R-R. I had to count it out in my head, yeah. Um, and the, I saw it was a, a tweet where it showed the lineup, and like, it showed the literally the only name I knew from the lineup, and it could be because that's the only player I know from the Egyptian lineup, <laughs> Mo Salah, but it was like. He was the only one that was like Mohammed Salah, something else. I forgot what his his final yeah. surname is, but um, and then everyone else had like five or six names. There's just yeah. back to back to back to back. Twitter was getting was killing the halftime. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, let's get let's get into it. Um, been a, been an off week for the EPL, so we're coming back to some league matches after mm-hmm. some uh, FA Cup draws. We had uh, the EFL semifinals, Liverpool and Arsenal drew nil-nil uh, today at time of recording. And then what did – I forgot what uh, – Chelsea won one nil. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so they went three nil on aggregate in the second round. It probably should have been like three one Spurs. But yeah, they had two offsides and another goal disallowed for something. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the uh, the XG on there too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, they had more shots than Chelsea. They had two more shots, one oh, yeah. less shot on. Uh, oh, that's off target. And then, can I get an XG? Come on, Fob Mom. Fob Mom was being tight. weird this week because they didn't have it for one of the matches today. Um, in Syria, they didn't have it for the Napoli match, which was wild. In a, in a, yeah. of itself, so Chelsea dominated possession. Man. They did, but I think that largely had to do with, I mean, a lot of the Spurs' chances. I mean, they legit had two goals VAR for offsides, so that automatically flips possession right there. One was yeah. in the first half, which they did kind of dominate the first, but if you looked at it, it was a tale of two halves, in my opinion. They just couldn't find the the tying goal. Um, I didn't watch directly. I was kind of like streaming and working and moving and listening and kind of in and out with it. But um, I saw both of the goals that were disallowed, both probably good calls. Um, but yeah, it was it was just insane. So yeah, just these cup matches. That's what that's the madness it can bring. Yeah, and remember too when you're betting. Um, something I looked at that we were actually talking about pre-show with the. Uh... Copa del Rey 
that I had Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid to uh, money line, but since it's a cup match, you got to look for that to raise the cup or to advance next round. Yeah, um, qualify for the like next round on FanDuel. Yeah, um, it's just going to be underneath, same place you're going to find like the wing cast and stuff like that. You just got to find it um, in the popular section. But that's something to make sure you do. It's going to be mm-hmm. a little, a little bit lower odds because it's kind of like a draw, no bet, but not really. Um, but that way it assures if they win even in extra time, like yesterday, if I would have done those for both the Madrid teams, uh, would have hit a nice little cheeky parlay there. But um, so just something to think about with these cups, um, especially when you get to like the knockout stages of AFCON or something like that. Yeah. Um, I do qualify for the next round. I do find that they also kind of double chance, not the tie no bets like we always use, because that'll void a leg if you put it in a parlay or just return your funds if you do it as a straight bet. But I've also found the double chances are kind of not as expensive, which you would think they would be, um, just because there are so many that draw and go to extras um, just from the madness that is. But um, one of them today, and they were relatively even teams, but like, you know, Napoli, Fiorentina, Fiorentina is a really good squad, attacking, pressing. That double chance was like minus 186. And on paper, Napoli should be the far and away better team. But, I mean, Fiorentina pulled it out in extras due to so many red cards in that match. But I actually had Napoli double chance, and that leg survived in the parlay until one of the later matches where I didn't do that. So, and it didn't kill the value (laughs) much at all anyway. Um, Comparatively speaking, like, to just having it be a good solid line in a parlay. Yeah, and that's what you always say. Just try to look through the book, uh, go to a glossary, find some other uh, options so we can get your best value, your best return, and just the best bet you want to make. Um, if you're really thinking, if you think they can win in 90, then take it. That's almost like a regulation line in hockey or like a three-way bet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get it if you do want to get that in the money line. But just remember that money line is after 90 minutes. Um so again, it is kind of like the regulation line if you do bet the puck like we do. For um, sure. But speaking um, real quick before we jump into a little bit of um, league action around Europe, let's talk a little bit about some transfers coming in happening around the Premier League. We got Lucas Digne. We did allude to it last pod um, that he would be on the move. We were thinking Chelsea was kind of like maybe uh, mm-hmm. cryptically sent out there by Fabrizio that he thought that's where he was going. But yep. it turns out that Stevie G and the new owners at Villa are spending a little bit more money. So um, Digne is going to Villa and then coming the other, and that's on a permanent deal. And then coming the other way on loan is El Ghazi from uh, Aston Villa, formerly of Brentford. So he is coming when Brentford was in the championship. He's coming to Everton on loan. And then Newcastle, speaking of new owners, Newcastle uh, splashing a little bit of cash on Chris Wood, getting him out of Burnley, which uh, isn't going to help Burnley at all because he was their main goal threat up top. Um, <laughs> if it didn't come from from a set piece to him or a set piece to like Tarkowski or me or something like that, yeah. um, he was their biggest goal threat. So it's Newcastle seeing him away from a relegation battling partner. It's kind of nuts. Like, I don't know why Burnley sold them. Maybe they were like, hey, let's get the money now because it'll go for cheaper. If not, uh, he might be on a free maybe this summer. I didn't look that in deep into Chris Wood. Yep. My offense, no offense, Chris Wood, but he might be on a free this summer. So maybe they just thought, screw it. Let's get rid of him now, even if it is to a relegation. Uh, he, is, he is on a free, but if they show the right things and they somehow stay up, I imagine it would be able it would be easy to be able to get comfortable in this new Newcastle situation. So yeah. I mean smart on that for taking a chance. Yeah. Him being one of the first ones there, maybe he can uh if it turns out how Newcastle wants it to be, he can almost be like that, like Zabaleta, those older heads that you remember on the old city teams that were just mm-hmm. kind of there when they weren't that good, and then when they started booming and uh and bunking, so to say, shout out to OJ and Juice Man, um, that uh, that they kind of got along for the ride. So maybe Chris Wood wants to get in there early before the uh, Mbappe's, Hollands, and Neymar's come to town. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
Um, well, cool. Any other transfer news you can think? I don't think any other USA guys are on the move. No. Uh, Wes no. McKinney did have a nice goal the other day, a headed goal. From, he was the uh, best player. Yeah, assist for Murata, Um against – no, not Florentino because you said they just played the other day. Somebody – I can't remember who – oh, they were playing um, Inter because it was DeVry yeah. yep. that fucked up. Yeah. Um, and so West McKinney for American Little American Update they get a goal in the Italian Cup um, but speaking of Italy that's not where we're going to start we're going to start as always when we travel around Europe we're going to start in the Liga only one match this weekend mm. Jibs you want it or you stayed away from this one you, you can go ahead <laughs> alright I'm taking uh, Villarreal in this one it's Villarreal at Elche uh, Sunday at 8 a.m. I'm taking Villarreal minus 130. Uh, they haven't lost since December 5th, and um, <laughs> they're fourth in goals scored, seventh in goals against, while Elche is 15th in both. And I went a little different just because, like we were talking about a little um, earlier in the show, that it has been wonky in hockey and soccer and all that. Speaking of that, though, go pins, good goal um, mm-hmm. for the bet. Not for any other kind of yeah, yeah, for no other but, reason. Yeah, um, for my wallet. But what I try to do on this one is kind of break it down more so by stats, and not just by like trends and how they're doing, but um, just just by stats, just pure stats. Yeah. So, like I said, um, fourth in goals scored for Villarreal, seventh in goals against in the league, and then fifteenth for both for LJ. So what's leaning me towards the yellow submarine and Villarreal even though they are away on in this one. And again, this is Sunday, 8 a.m. And you can stream it on the FanDuel app as well. Yeah. This one was interesting to me that the lowest odds for correct score was actually 1-1. I think they're just giving a little home team love to Elche there. I mean, they could yeah. easily get one. But, you know, I wouldn't mind a sprinkle on both 2-0 or 2-1 Villarreal's way, both at plus 750. But um, I actually combined these with a couple of Bundesliga plays because um, I like mixing in the two or three teams from the around the leagues with only this match, and it's one that I liked. I was on Villarreal as well. Nice. Well, speaking of Bundesliga, if you want to, we can go ahead and jump to it. There is a Friday match that I'm pretty sure we're both on because yeah. we do like betting on. So if you want to take this one, Jibs, I'll let you go ahead and get this one. Maybe we are riding the same thing. There's a lot of great teams this weekend playing only halfway decent opponents so you only have to buy juice a little bit if you want it but my theme is going to be after maybe some rested players out of some cup ties where not every stud was starting all over and not just in germany i know we're on british league now um the german cup didn't happen recently not this past week or anything but the theme will continue when we get to Syria for sure. But this one I'm doing Dortmund in over two and a half. It's minus 110. I just thought that that was a little bit more value than result and both to score. Just in case Dortmund wants to finally do that three nil shellacking like we've been waiting on from them. Um, and hopefully with some rested legs, they're going to come out fast and really just dominate this match. Um and that's kind of exactly what I expect in this situation. Yeah, and um, what I was looking at, too, on this one, so um, I'm taking Dortmund to win and Erling Haaland. Because show. he just won the Ballon d'Or, my football manager save, <laughs> and he clean sweep the awards. He got the young player, the Ballon d'Or, the Premier League player, Bang. the young Premier League player, all that. So. What's his um, win cast? Minus 135. And I think Not that's a bad. good value. Um, the only thing that scares me a little bit is that Freiburg does have the best defense. They only allow one goal per game, like literally 1.0. Um, so they are the best defense when it comes mm-hmm. to giving up goals. That's probably where they're getting that good value at that two and a half at minus yep. 110. I think it should have even been plus money when you look at that. Um, and Dortmund, on the other hand, are 10th at giving up goals. They give up 1.6 a game. Um and Freiburg's offense is seventh in scoring goals, while Dortmund is the second-best team scoring goals in the Bundesliga, obviously behind Bayern Munich. Um, but with this one, so it could be a low-scoring affair. 
Um, but if it is going to happen, it's going to be that 2-1, uh, I believe. Or like you said, we could just see a 3-0. Yeah. Again, I'm leaning stats, but stats can always tell whichever story we want to tell. So just remember that, yeah. too. Um, I, I like the both to score because Dortmund does give up goals. I mean, even Bayern gives up a goal yeah. a game no matter the opponent. It is the Bundesliga. Yeah, exactly. And they're almost so, two, really, because it's yeah. 1.7. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to lean on is that minus 135. Um, what else? You said you were parlaying these with a couple in Bundesliga. What are you thinking? My next one's not till Saturday at 930. I got two of them things. Yeah, I, I have two there as well. So I'm sure they're the same two games. Um, I might have done them a little bit differently, though. So I did in Stuttgart and RB Leipzig. I really wanted to bet both teams to score. I'm just doing the over two and a half at minus 160 again it's kind of like the protection of just in case and it was only minus eight worse than both teams to score which was minus 152 but then again in that scenario you could get the one one draw so it really comes down to preference there because i think both teams are scoring but i am looking at Honestly, you know, I kind of have a weird feeling on this one that Stuttgart could keep it close. Um, with all of everything going on at Leipzig and some of the, the manager changes and some of the the kind of politics drama they're having, I was surprised to see them at minus 175, personally. I know Stuttgart's not yeah. great, but it felt like a big line. So over two and a half will do for me. Cool. Yeah, I am taking this one. I'm taking Leipzig. I am just going to pay the little bit of juice of 175 uh, and go ahead and take them. Thank you, Maddie Kachuk. Let's get a little comeback action. <laughs> Flames. Um, but at minus 175, this one is, like we said, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. It's going to be on ESPN Plus as well. Uh, Leipzig is fifth in goals for, fourth in goals against, and Stuttgart is 15th in goals for and 12th in goals against. So um, I just think Leipzig here is the better team. At minus 175, I think it's just right out of that too rich for my blood zone. Mm -hmm. And uh, getting that 175 is a good value. So maybe this is one of those that you do take a little earlier since it is a uh, Saturday. See if you can get it right when you hear this on the pod whenever you're listening, if you're listening on Friday. Um, And then my next one um, is going to be Mainz. Minus 145 versus Bochum. Because Bochum. So uh, bad. Yeah. Their goals for is 16th and their goals against the 7th Bochum, that is. Um, and being on the road at Mines, I think I'm just going to take that at minus 145. Right in that Goldilocks zone where it's uh, getting a better team and not too bad of a price. Obviously, like getting plus money on things we think is going to win. Mm-hmm. But if we're betting a little bit of uh, favorites, we want to keep it under 160 if we can. Um, and for mine, the ninth in goals for and third in goals against. So, again, I just think this is good value for a team that should win. But, again, these are stats. This isn't football manager. This is why they, they play the game, so to say. Um, but what you got? Is this your other Saturday night? Yeah. Or did you have another? I, I'm game? taking Bayern and over three and a half at plus one fifteen. Um, over three and a half, I believe I didn't write it down. Is over fifty percent of the time for them in Bundesliga. Um, I I expect Kohn to score <laughs> because Bayern gives up goals to everybody easily could see a 3-1 win Lewandowski for two Serge Nabry to get one that sort of situation I mean it could and that could even be flip-flops because sometimes Nabry goes ball hog mode so um I could see Nabry getting two and and Lua getting you know one or two still on top of that so I like the three and a half plus money it's worth the gamble I don't see a path to Bayern to be upset here so I'm cool with that. The only thing I would watch out for is uh, check and make sure that they're not running COVID. Um, they don't have any mm-hmm. more COVID issues to say they'd have that a little bit. Last pod we were recording, actually, the live snow day recording of uh, when they lost to uh, Munching Gladback. Just check that. By all means, <laughs> they should be all good. That was 
almost a week ago. That was a week ago, I think, actually. Um, and that's so kind of their check it out. That's kind of their kryptonite opponent too. Was Moonshine Gladbach? Like that's yeah, the second time you, Rangers. Yep, that Kreider. That's the second time Moonshine Gladbach's beaten Bayern already this year, with another yeah, league match won, to go. They've won the more out of the two in the past seven years too. That's Which actually the just, reason. Like I said, I heard a commentator say it, and I was like, oh well, let me just sprinkle. Okay. Units, not a half unit on this one, right? Um, and then there is one I'm leaning towards on Sunday. Did you have anything else on Saturday, Jibs? I didn't want nope. to. I got go out. I'm, I'm curious to see if you have the same Sunday match, so go ahead. All right, my Sunday, and like I said, this one's a lean. I'm gonna see. Uh, obviously, we're gonna have wild card weekend going on, uh, the night before and then later on Sunday. And can't lie, that's where most of my money is gonna go to, and most of my bankroll is gonna go towards that, but. I was looking at it, and again, if I'm looking at pure stats this week when I'm going on my Europe, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Bud Light, what, trip, um, I'm going to look at this one, Arminia uh, trouble going out with. yeah, there, um, hosting Gruther, uh, minus 110, Bielefeld is uh, 17th in goals for, but they're 6th in goals against. Ruther's 18th in both, and Ruther's just bad. Bad. So have they even like gotten bad. a win in Bundesliga yet? Did they finally get that monkey off the back? I don't think so. They have. I didn't think so five, either. I was looking at that too, um, but I'll wait and see how Friday and Saturday go. Um, yeah, my, 100%. my last play in Bundesliga, while you check if Ruther has a win, is pretty simple. I'm not picking Augsburg to upset Eintracht Frankfurt, but if he plays, if he starts. Ricardo Pepe, anytime goal scorer, mm-hmm. plus 240. Ooh. Just got to do it. Uh, yeah, they beat uh, Berlin. Heard to Berlin. Oh, of course. Oh, and Union we, Berlin. Oh. I think we fucking bet on that game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we would have too. <laughs> Gump put us on to Union Berlin forever. Ago. And put us on the betting against Gruther. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it for me in I, Deutschland. Yeah, and then I'm going to let you, honestly, man, going to uh, Serie A, Italy, I'm going to let you take charge of this because my only game is the big matchup on Sunday. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead. Okay. So there's a lot I like, and it's kind of – I do have a couple leans, by all means. I'm, I'm kind of so chasing like the plus money and goals. That's kind of the the theme. Um, Lazio versus Salernitana. Salernitana. I always flip up that first – and with the T. Um, Lazio and over two and a half plus 105. Again, I think this is a both team score situation, but I don't exactly want to bet on that. So just in case Lazio is going to be what they were, say, nine weeks ago, they've kind of, it's been up and down with them with COVID and the holidays. Um, I'm going to take Lazio to s- still win. I'm just thinking 2 1, 3 1, 3 0. Um, Ju- Juve versus Udinese. And over two and a half is plus 115. Juve seems to give up a goal to everybody, just like Bayern is this year. So I'm thinking again, 2 1. Um, Sunday morning at those are the two Saturday noon and 2.45. Sunday, 6 30. You have a little lean towards Sassuolo. Yep. Sassuolo, I am all on against Verona plus 115. If you don't necessarily trust them quite yet, I get it. Um, it's going to cost you otherwise. Not so much. I don't think people would take Verona, but even over two and a half in this match is minus 182 because of how much Sassuolo scores and how much they give up. The offenses are, um, this would be kind of one of those overmatches, like a yeah. football game where you see um, offenses. Um, what is it? Hella Verona is. Uh, Sixth on offense, 11th on defense, while Sassuolo is seventh on uh, offense, ninth on defense. So, kind of honestly, I'm surprised Sassuolo is not higher on offense. I think that's just they had a couple of letdown games. I want to say it was like around November against not good opponents, against great teams. They are scoring, they're getting draws or losing by one or winning, but against lower competition, they play to the level. I feel like, um. And then I am doing Roma versus Cagliari and over two and a half at minus 110. 
mm-hmm. noon on Sunday. And then I think this is probably where you're hopping in as well, Inter and Atalanta. I'm yep. on Inter plus 125. Same. Uh, Inter yeah. is first in scoring and in goals against. And I just think being at home, this is a good match for him to get a little bounce back. It's at Atalanta. Oh, it is at Atlanta. I forgot. But I don't think that's intimidating to a veteran-laden team like Inter is. Um, They've got the right guys moving in the right direction. The two Chilean guys up top with uh, Alexi Sanchez, who just won them the one cup that Italy does. The... It wasn't the Super Copa. It was the Copa d'Italia, maybe, that they yeah. gagged. Um, along with uh, uh, Vidal. So they they look like they're moving, cycling the squad per, really nicely because Alexi was a late sub, won it at the death of extra times right before PKs. Um, great match. Um, so, yeah, no, I just think I'm leaning Inter still. And then, do you have any of the Monday matches in Syria? I do not. That was my only was my Inter was my only pick in Syria. So pretty straightforward. Hopefully, it's a great weekend by this point. Napoli away at Bologna. They're going to be really upset how they did in the cup match today against Fiorentina. Minus one hundred five. AC Milan versus Spezia. Um, AC Milan and over two and a half is minus one thirty. Spezia gives up goals, can nick a couple off for themselves. And then Fiorentina playing an awful Genoa, but a Genoa that has been scoring a little bit. They got a goal against AC Milan to open it today in cup uh in a cup match. So I'm doing Fiorentina in over two and a half at plus 115. Just stabbing nice. a lot of what I see as potential high scoring games. And yeah, then uh, sounds good. And then, how are you feeling about France? You got anything in Paris? Uh, nothing in Paris except if one of these teams is in Paris that I didn't know was in Paris. I think only PSG's there. Um, yep. I don't have anything on that PSG match. I do have one. I do because uh, the, I have one that's just mostly a mockery. I somehow it's the book trying to take advantage of novices they have Messi's win cast at worse value than Mbappe's I'm sorry Mbappe Messi has two goals or some shit yeah. like that in Serie or in Ligue 1 Mbappe's one of the hottest goal scorers on the planet right now his win cast uh at home versus Brest is minus 150 so that caught my eye just not I don't like paying that much for a win cast but I think that's kind of a layup. And Bob has been scoring every week. Yeah. No, 100%. And oh. then I did do the Friday match, Nice versus Nantes, minus 145. I, did look at that one. Um, I looked at that. I was leaning that one. But and then I have two Sundays if you just want me to go ahead. Yeah, I got two Sundays as well. Yeah, I have a Sunday at 7 and a Sunday at 11. Oh, no. So I don't Sunday have the 7. Sorry, Sunday at 9. I don't have, I don't have a have 9, so go ahead. Oh, the nine I have, uh, and I'm probably saying this wrong, but this one's a lean as well. This isn't a for sure one. Uh, Rams versus Mets. Uh, they're at home minus 130. Rams is 16th in goals for, but fifth in goals against. Um, Mets is 15th in goals for and 18th in goals against. Nice. This could be a um, a good opportunity, too, where you would look at that maybe under two and a half since both these teams really don't score that well. They're in the back third of the league when it comes to scoring so i know we don't normally talk about under two and a half and this is definitely not a game i'm watching so i don't care if there's goals or not um but i would maybe look at that under two and a half as well in that game which is at minus 162 and you can do the uh win draw win if you would like as well and go rims and that and see what's going to happen as well what you got uh the other sunday match you got uh, I'm doing the 11 match. I am taking Leon at Trois at minus Same. 125. I know Trois has been annoying and messed up some stuff early on. And then we tried hopping on that wagon a little bit and it unhitched for them. So mm-hmm. we are unhitching ourselves completely because they have kept 
that kind of lower form up and uh having 18th done, and goals for yeah for they they've just totally fallen off and then on the sunday at 245 marseille and Lille. i kind of personally like both teams in a little, a little bit um they have some good matches in the past i'm gonna just sprinkle on that over two and a half straight up in the match plus 100 even money mm. i like it just seems fun yeah, I did look at that one. I stayed away from that one just because it was kind of a, a toss-up coin flip game in my head, and I really couldn't pick uh, where I, I was would, going with that like, one, so I stayed away from that one. I like players on both, but I think I like Leal as a team more, but their form's not great right now, so I'm I'm not into it. I'm just hoping this could be like a 2-2 fun affair. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. All right, well, cool. With that, those were our best bets from around Europe, but let's jump into why we are here. Match week 22 in the EPL. We got one Friday match. Uh, Let's see, six on Saturday and three Mm -hmm. on Sunday. First match we're going to start off with is 3 p.m. This one's on USA. Remember, that's the new home of the Premier League. There's no more NBC Sports. Um, This one has... Brighton hosting Crystal Palace at the Amex Arena, uh, 3 p.m. again on USA. Brighton is plus 110 because the line just moved. It was 105, but they are plus 110 favorites. Uh, draw is plus 220, and Crystal Palace are the plus 290 dogs. And like I said, at time recording Thursday night, um, the uh, the lines literally moved as we were recording yeah. this. So it was at plus 105. For Brighton and plus 280 for um, Crystal Palace. So maybe they're leaning that's going to be a little draw, even though that didn't change. So if that line didn't change and both the other ones went up, that's what I'm assuming is that they're thinking it's going to be a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but on this one, I'm actually going to go ahead and go with Brighton. I think Brighton mm-hmm. can come through and win. Um, this match, I would look at draw no bet. Mm, not a minus 210. I ain't really feeling minus 210 or draw no bet. So, yeah, I am going to lean Brighton on this one at home. Um, going down to the south coast from London isn't the easiest of trips for Crystal Palace. So, I'm hoping, I know as Americans, we kind of don't think of that. That's like going from DC to, to like New York isn't really that <laughs> bad of a trip. But, um, they do say it's a long, long little travel since most of the time they're not really flying from London to uh, no, they're to the South Coast to go play at Brighton. Yeah, so taking the coach, so I'm just hoping a little bit of that. Um, Patrick Vera's boys won't pull it through, and we'll see uh, see Brighton Seagulls get a win in this one at plus 110. What you feeling, Jibs? I'm actually a little bit gun-shy here because when Crystal Palace early in the season was terrible, horrible, and we were kind of on that Brighton train, you know, I like them. We it's no, so no secret around here. Um, that ended up a one, one draw. So I'm a little gun shy still picking a team here this time though. I think with crystal palace being a little bit better, but maybe still not exactly a defensively astute team and brain still kind of middling. I'm actually going to, chance this over two and a half just goals in the match at plus 114 so i i know brighton typically can shut it down but crystal palace got a goal last time when brighton was in defensive form crystal palace was not scoring at all like they were second to last in the league norwich or somebody was ahead of them at the time it was only a couple weeks in but yeah, yeah so I'm thinking this could be like a 2-1 Brighton win. I'm with that. That could be a nice little double up for the boys. Um, Cool. And that's your only match on Friday. And again, it's 3 p.m. on USA. This one, we start off with a banger on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be your My Premier League mornings. This one is on Peacock, though. They're not going to have it on USA this early. Um, So make sure you wake up. Get your apps ready. Get your coffee. Get your hot chocolate. Um, it's Man City League leaders 
taking on Chelsea at the at the ad. 7.30 again on Peacock. Man City is minus 150 favorites. A draw is plus 290, and Chelsea are plus 410. Jibs, what's your thoughts on this one? I think it's City, but I don't think there's only going to be one goal in the match. So my pick is Man City and over one and a half. But if you think Chelsea can get a goal, you could do like Man City and over two and a half at plus 145 or result in both the score for Man City is plus 230. So the, the numbers are dictating that Vegas thinks that this is another Man City show out, do work situation. Um, I'd like to think the same, even though head to head, Chelsea has held their own against City in recent times. But I'm thinking this could be that 2 0 win. So I'm betting that Man City and over one and a half only at minus 105. But I am tempted by both the result and both the score and the uh, over two and a half. Yeah. And this one is a one versus two matchup um, in the table. But even though there is a 10 point gap between yeah. City and Chelsea, so this isn't really going to have any kind of movements. Just maybe see Chelsea go a little bit further up on Liverpool, who is in third currently. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm also – I think I might just take the, the 150 and a Man City uh, money line. I do think this one's going to be a little KJ fair, so I actually like you going with the one and a half over the two and a half. Um, I think you might see one early. Maybe we can get that, uh, that City first half win um, as well and see what we can yeah. get from – because City that, scores early, and Chelsea, unless they're playing Tottenham, sometimes looks susceptible early. I mean, look what Liverpool did to them. 2 nothing at half, right? Oh, wait, no. It was 2 nothing early, and then they made it 2-2 before halftime. Yeah, and then no goals. Liverpool, in the, uh, nothing second. in the second half. Cooley had the second, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, their offense is in first half goals. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy, actually. Um, so, in goals, City's defense is number one. Their offense is number two. Chelsea's third in both. Um, first half goals, City's uh, second with 1.3. Um, Chelsea's third. And then second half goals for offense, City is second, and Chelsea is fourth. Well, so, City at halftime is plus 115, so could be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, I, and I defensively, I yeah, defensively, Chelsea's third in first half goals against. Yeah. So, oh, man, again, I'm using covers.com to get this information. We use a lot in hockey so we can see, uh, see trends and see uh, – you know, it's a little bit more in-depth with American sports for sure. Like you can see against mm-hmm. the spread. You can see even dumb shit like when the Predators play on two games, two days rest on a Thursday yeah. halfway through the season, they do this. Like you can yeah. find little niches even like that. So I'm using covers.com to get um, – they have an app too, but I don't think their app user interface is that good. So we usually use the uh, desktop version or the Safari version. Um, but that's where you can get all these like – rankings and see breakdowns of first half, second half goals, and so forth. Um, well, cool. Let's move on to another match. We spoke about them earlier in the transfers, getting rid of their striker, Chris Wood. You got Burnley hosting Leicester City at 10 a.m. This one's also on Peacock. Um, Burnley is plus 210. Uh, draw is plus 230. And Ev- Leicester, excuse me, are coming in at plus 135. Jibs, on this one, I think I'm definitely staying away. But it's since we're doing picks for everything, money wise, I'm staying away. I'm leaning into that. I'm I'm taking this. Oh, see, that. I am. I'm leaning Lester, but Lester the, always seems to let me down. They're becoming the that disrespect. Like, yeah, but I no. just don't. I, Lester, don't know. I think Sean Dice is going to get the boys kind of ready and just have them uh, park the bus. And I just don't know if Lester can break them down. So. Lester's broken down everyone. The problem is they get scored on too. That's the issue. I mean, 
they they literally have, in my opinion, almost no issues scoring on anyone. So I'm taking this plus 135 because Burnley can't keep up if they have to make this a, a track meet. If they yeah. give up the early goal without and I know Chris Wood wasn't some blazing fast striker, but all of Burnley leave Schreiber. Yeah, Burnley does a lot of set pieces. He was their set piece maestro. And their way to score, I think, is lost. So if this opens up because they're trying to come back and do something else, that just bodes even better. Um, but yeah, Lester plus one thirty five. I feel great about it. Speaking of a match nobody's going to probably watch, um, yep. Newcastle versus Watford. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we talked about him in the transfer market. Um, Newcastle getting the aforementioned Chris Wood. Um, Newcastle are hosting Watford at St. James's Park. This one's 10 a.m. on USA. Uh, so, you know, this one's going to be that first televised match. So, you know, they're going to have a bunch of talk about the new owners, about what they think they're going to happen, going to do in January, if there's going to be any further purchases. Um, we're still waiting for that. Well, they got the Callum Wilson kind of stopgap, so to say, yeah. with the uh, with the Chris Wood, but they wouldn't, still want to go forward and get a different uh, striker, I feel like, maybe a more high class than Chris Wood. Be that yeah. striker kind of spell, come in late in games when the – the first striker's been kind of putting the, the center backs through work, and then you get big body Chris Wood coming in there. So, um, but this one, Newcastle are oh, go ahead, my friend. And like I just said for Burnley, that should change their set piece dynamic. You would think yeah. they've got yeah, some, they still got, they got some, they still got, um, this dude used to play for Everton, I think, the place one, two, I can't think of his name right now. Um, oh, no, I'm thinking of Koyati from. Crystal Palace. But with Nor uh, what was I saying? Newcastle are plus one oh five favorites here. A draw is plus two fifty and Watford is plus two sixty. We have seen Massar and Dennis that um Watford can score, but again, I'm staying away from this one. I'm probably let me see what under under two and a half looks like. What you got, Jibs? Do you got anything uh... on this game? I'm going to roll with Newcastle at plus 105. I think that's just too much positive momentum. Yeah, I think so, too. Let's see. Ooh, under two and a half is plus 102. So that's what I was kind of looking at. So I might go with that one on this one. But to be honest, it's just a lean. I'm not not really money-wise. If I'm doing it in a pick-every-game parlay, though, I would roll with Newcastle in mm. just my pure pick, but not so much in my big money. Um. Another game, which we talked about a little pre-show, this next match, that um, surprising and just shows how much Everton really is down in the dumps when Norwich is only plus 270 dogs hosting Everton at home. Um, the draw is plus 240, and Everton are plus money against Norwich. Yep. Is this the match that we trust in Everton? They are plus money. It is Norwich. Hmm. Yep. I'll probably, I'll probably put a little sprinkle on there. Um, if they I'll lose this, Rafa out. <laughs> yeah, Rafa's got to be out there with this one. Because <clears throat> that, then that's just a hole that, like, the existing regime can't get you out of. So yeah. there would have to be a change. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm trusting that plus 100 all day long. Yeah. No, for sure. I think they can. Um, Digne's out. I don't know if Digne just – I think he just didn't see eye-to-eye with Rafa. Um, I don't think he was really like a distraction in the locker room. So you might get a little bump. You won't see El Ghazi there yet. He'll probably play in the next week's match. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to do do Everton at that plus 100. Yep. Next match, we have team coming off beating us the United fans with a 1-0 victory. Uh, our Portuguese Magnifico hit the crossbar while their one of their Portuguese Magnificos uh, belted one into the corner. Uh, bottom corner, but still the corner. You got Wolves at Molyneux hosting Southampton. 10 a.m. on Peacock again. Um, 
Wolves are plus 130 favorites. A draw is plus 210. And Southampton are plus 240. Is there a correct score 1-0 on this? What, what's, the, what's the look on that one? Because I feel like if uh, if Wolves do win, it's going to be a 1-0 victory. I do think that is the case if they win. But I kind of like Southampton's little run here. They're getting some goals. They're playing exciting football, at least interesting enough. Um, so a line that I looked at that I might sprinkle a little something on, again, if if everything else is going great so far to this point with hockey tomorrow night and the so- little bit of soccer we're doing tomorrow, I will play this. But I, I kind of like both teams to score minus 106 here, which is the fa- which is the underdog line in that. No, I believe, was – um was even was at minus 118 so close to even money yeah. both teams to score it's it's taking a chance on southampton there um because i mean yeah they're okay enough where they could win one nothing too but i don't think they have the 90 minutes to keep up with the forwards that the wolves have yeah no 100 percent um looking at now on FanDuel, they think uh, just odds on favorite for scores one one uh, plus 500. If you do take Wolves to win 1-0, it's plus 600. Oh, that's probably the um, second best odds. It is. Yep. Yep. So, and then Southampton winning 1-0 is, or draw 0-0 is third best at plus 700. And then Southampton when they'll win is plus 8.5. So they're really thinking it's not going to be a, yeah. a, a huge scoring affair. At most, nope. they see two goals. If anything, two one then would be the next one after that. Yeah, one they'll win the Southampton two one Wolves is plus nine hundred. So yeah, and that's something to look at too. If you're looking like what how Jibs usually throws out the uh, the over twos and a half, the over one and a half, the both teams to score. Go look at correct score bets because that's going to give you what Vegas or London thinks yeah. is going to happen. Like we just went through on that Wolves match, they think one one is the most likely thing but then they think a one nil is the second most likely so that can either help your bet they can get better odds if you think you're getting a correct score or go with the over under and you can see where vegas kind of putting it at um so you can just have all your options and know what you're going up against for sure and for our final match of saturday it's one we'll be keeping a fine eye on aston villa hosting manchester united 12 30 on nbc proper and like we usually say, these are usually on Peacock as well as NBC proper. So just check it out. If you don't have uh, a cable subscription or anything like that, you can maybe check this one out on Peacock. You got Villa at hosting United at Villa Park at plus 190 uh, dogs. A draw is plus 240. And Man United are getting plus money here at plus 145. Coming off the 1-0 disgustingly ugly looking victory against uh Aston Villa this past week. It was just not a great game. Nope. Uh Scotty McSauce got the goal from the Fred assist, but then after that, pretty much nothing happened. That was good for United. It was all just uh uh Dave ch- makes the save. It was uh. chippy and whack. Yeah, it was just a weird match. Uh, United seemed to be a little disjointed, but of course, you know, I'm betting on that plus 145. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, do see a, a little bit of scariness here, like I talked about a little bit. We talked about pre-show that I think this might realistically probably go to a draw. Um, but I do like United to win, uh, as always, but I wouldn't put a, a huge unit on this one. Stevie G might have Coutinho, and we did talk about that. Coutinho could mess up maybe the flow of this Villa team if he comes in and kind of disrupts the kind of movements they had going against us this past game. So we will see Ollie Watkins is always a goal threat in this one, as well as, uh, like we said, Coutinho could be starting. This could be his debut. Ex-Liverpool player with an ex-Liverpool playing manager. Never a good sign. They always want to step up against United. Um, especially at home, if this is going to be his debut and a home debut at that. Yeah, I mean, I'm. We always put a couple bucks on Man United, no matter what. But yeah. 
as much as like I would I'd be more worried if like everything was going on now and we didn't have that loss to them earlier in the year. Um because I the lineup was kind of weird the other day too. Ronaldo wasn't in it and he may not be in this one. We'll see tomorrow what his thigh muscle hip thing is doing. Um yeah. but these these are the matches that United's going to have to win to really do something down the stretch. So in my opinion, you know, just get out to that same early lead, find a way, have that enthusiasm to start. If it's not going to be that crazy gag impress that I know Ralph wishes it already was, it just still could be too early, but just press enough to get that early lead and let the game sort itself out from there. Um, either a hold there or go up to nothing before allowing the, uh, the goal to Villa, that sort of situation. Um, but, you know, a lot of the comments the team was making, these are what – this is where they'll have to get three points to be halfway three-fourths of what they want to be. Um, although, if this is a draw, it just feels like con- they're content – for shit, not even Europa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this is a big shit. I'd rather miss off if we're not gonna make Champions League. I'd, eh, I'll take going to Europa League, but yeah. I don't want to play in a conference league bullshit. No, I'd rather just miss and don't have to have midweek games next year. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it could hurt certain things as far as bringing in other players, but. At the same time, they need some. They need some academy life in in here anyway. They need some of these top prospects to be top players, too. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I think that's most. That's largely a conversation for another day. I just think that if they want to be, if they have these high hopes still and visions of grandeur, they got to get the three points here. That's the way I'm looking at it. It is desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping that they see the desperation as well. Awesome. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, that's our, like we said, our last game on Saturday the 15th. That one's at 1230. Speaking of two ex-Liverpool players and continuing Gerard, let's move to the match. That is at Anfield on Sunday at 9 a.m. on USA. Liverpool versus the Bees from Brentford. Liverpool minus 350. 350. A draw is plus 460, and then Brentford's coming in at plus 950. I know you dove deep, looked at some lines. What do you think? We got no Mo, no Mane. So are we looking at the other man up top in this one, or what are we thinking? I don't know yet. I want to see what their roster does, because um, they looked like shite against Arsenal, in my opinion, as, at least in that final attacking third. You remember the last time these two teams met? It was an epic 3 3 draw, wasn't it? Or did it hit 4 4? I think it was 3 3. It was 3 3. So I'm really curious if everybody's going to be like, oh, look what happened last time. That was amazing. It's going to be the same. It's not. So, like, my early look on something that just looks fun, because I don't know if I'm going to play this, is under two and a half at plus 124. Just complete different narrative from the first match, but kind of talks about how we know how defensive uh, Arsenal or Liverpool is, especially at home for Javan Dyke has never lost at Anfield. We've heard it enough, okay, Liverpool fans. Um, and then, and it is at Anfield. And then Brentford, I don't, I don't know, just they, I don't know if the the vibes are there enough to have a game like they did last time. So if they steal one, it'll be 1-1 or 2-1 to ruin this play. But I'm honestly seeing 1-0 or 2-0 Liverpool's way. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, I was looking at that. The 2-0 is what Vegas also thinks is the uh, best bet for the scoring too. So... Something I was looking at as well. But 
if you're putting in a parlay, go Liverpool again. Check your lineups. You got yeah. Jota, Origi's already on there. Firmino's already on there for Wincast. So check your lineups. Go with what you want to think. But like we said, they do look like shit against Arsenal today, yeah. and there is no Mo or Mane because they're both in the action. So. And I, I like Jota, but um, I think yeah, me too. Both moves are Wolves too. He, he's the only he's the only one that I like on Liverpool. To be real. Um, but I, he's, I don't think he's a lead dog. And I, I don't wanted th- Fabinho to come to United before he went to Liverpool, but from Monaco. Yeah, but yeah, that's a I don't really difference. like him as a player, yeah. but yeah, no. I definitely I, but I, I genuinely like how he plays and all that. I like Jota. So, but he, I don't think he's enough of a lead dog yet. So that's why I'm just like hesitant to go ahead and say win cast his way because it could be two boring set pieces. They win two nothing. Just yep. incredibly boring match. 100%. Like, this could be the one, if you're curious, this could be the one since we're talking set pieces. Let's see what a Virgil van Dyke win cast is. Even that's shot up. It's plus 550, where normally I feel like he's around 800. Yeah. So they even think it's going to be something more. Like a that. better chance at minimum. So that's kind of funny, though. But, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm not ex- – enthralled with this game which is crazy but afcon and kind of the high dreams of brentford fading are uh don't have this game as exciting as maybe it was two months ago yeah no and this is um if you remember from last pod brentford is one of those teams i think is going to make it move a little bit more uh downward in the table yeah. than upwards so. sure um well cool next up we have west ham Hosting Leeds United. This one's 9 a.m. on Peacock. West Ham are minus 160. The draw is plus 310 and Leeds are plus 420. I'm going to keep it simple on this one. I'm going to West Ham. I don't like Leeds as a team. Obviously, I'm a United fan. And I just think they're a little disjointed uh, mm-hmm. at the moment. They are keeping themselves out of that relegation zone. But I just think West Ham is too strong of a team. Coming off that midweek win against Norwich, I believe. Yep. Um, making up that COVID game. So I just feel like West Ham at minus 160, that's right, again, in that goalie lock zone where it's not too much juice and not uh, low enough where they're, they're dogs I don't believe in. So uh, I'm going to take it at that minus 160. Like, again, this one's one of those five pays like eight, ten pays uh, 14 out total back. So a little, a little bankroll rise, I think. Yeah, well, that might be off. It's late. <laughs> yeah, no, this I'm I'm on that one too as the main play. And then if I go somewhere else, plus one plus one twenty is uh, West Ham to win and over two and a half. Um, a little mm-hmm. bit risky there because I'm really curious if Leeds can score on them, but uh, they have a couple guys that could get it done there. So I would be looking for a two one three one win potentially. Yeah, make sure we'll see if uh, our boy Antonio can get a. Get on the score sheet. Definitely. And then we started Saturday with a banger. This one, maybe not so much when it comes to the top of the table. Um, they are battling for those Champions League spots, though. You've got Spurs hosting Arsenal in your North London Derby. Um, 11.30 a.m. on Peacock. Spurs are coming in as the home favorites at plus 135. The draw is plus 220, and Arsenal are plus 210. Arsenal coming off of that loss in the FA Cup against uh, Nottingham Forest as well. Jibs, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, but I think I'm leaning with Spurs. But I also really kind of want to go draw here as well. I'm, I don't know. I think it easily could be a draw. So I'm doing two things. I'm doing both teams to score minus 146. I think that's the the you best. Like that. I think that's my best, best bet. And then yeah. I will sprinkle, 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 sprinkle Harry Kane's win cast at plus 220. Because I do kind of like you were seemingly tentatively leaning Spurs. Yeah. So, yep. So that's it. We definitely, uh, I feel like both of us, we, we see this game could go either way, but uh, we definitely, I feel like Spurs, especially with Arsenal coming off that loss. Yeah. Um, being a little disjointed, I think uh, I think I can get it, get it done. Yeah, I mean, and 
I agreed. And then Arsenal, like, they survived today, though, too, against Liverpool with the red card 24 minutes in for a boring 0-0 win. So who knows how they'll show up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which Arsenal are we getting in this match? Um, Yeah. So, but some good matches. I think it's a really good slate. Um, a lot of close for betting purposes, a lot of closer odds. Not yeah, those, those man cities and Chelsea, since they're playing each other, same with Arsenal and Spurs, you're not really getting huge bloated lines. And even with Liverpool only being at minus 350, that's not really a huge bloated line for them. When we've seen them in that four and five range sometimes as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, no, it'll be interesting. We'll see. I think this will. This weekend, even though it's missing some AFCON guys, could set the tone for the rest of the season for a number of teams. So, yeah, and this is where it shows again, you get to show your depth and uh, see are you more than in Liverpool's case, like a couple man squad, yeah. um, losing two of your stars. Can people step up? Um, and it just shows uh, you got Chelsea's not going to have their starting keeper because Edward Mendy's. Out at AFCON as well. As we yep. talked about, we had Mares out for uh, City. So you're going to see a couple people. It's not COVID, but there is still some COVID issues going on as well. So as always, an hour before game time, check those lineups if you're unsure on a bet. That way you can uh, get it in and make sure you have the bet that you want to take and not have some kid where half half the starting uh, 11 is going to be kids making their debut or something. Just sure. to make sure. So. Anything else, Jibs, you got for this episode 23 of We Say Soccer? Nope, that's it, my man. All right, yes, that's all for me, too. So we appreciate y'all listening. As always, like, subscribe, download, and follow our socials. I'm Big John. That's been my boy, Jibs. Peace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.